Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Denver, Colorado, it's time for Franchise Bible Coach Radio. Now, here are your hosts. All right, Franchise Bible Coach listeners, this is Rick and Rob here for you on the Franchise Bible Coach Radio podcast with Rick and Rob. And we have some exciting uh, news and some exciting uh, new techniques and things in this week being week eight, which is the technology enabled franchise. And we have a great guest that Rob is going to tell us more about here in just a second, Mayumi Young, and she has an amazing franchise and has done more with technology than just about anyone I've seen in the franchise business. So very excited to introduce uh, our guest today. And uh, when you look at the articles and the podcast and the, uh, the coaching session and all of the goodies that come together for this week, really take uh, the time to get into it and learn all the different angles of this subject because technology is part of everybody's business these days. And we really have the opportunity to use technology to leverage more efficiencies and more profitability. So with that in mind, welcome to week eight. And I'd like to turn it over to Rob Ganley, my co-host, and he's going to introduce our guest. We'll get right into it. Hey, Rob. Hey, Rick. Thank you for that handover. Uh, and welcome, Naomi. Uh, welcome to the yeah. show today. Um, so yeah, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about technology-enabled franchise with Naomi, but I wanted to give you a little bit of a background, but not to steal her thunder. I'm going to have her talk a little bit about uh, her, her business in just a moment. But um, she has been a CPA for over 25 years. She's the founder and CEO of three uh, mission-driven tech-enabled service companies, including CPA Moms, which we're going to talk a little bit about today. You know, CPA Moms is like the eHarmony of the accounting world. It specializes in, in careful selection and screening of experienced professional uh, CPAs. They find, screen, and test CPAs that are moms and connect uh, them to entrepreneurs looking for affordable bookkeeping, accounting, and tax solutions nationwide. And as a socially innovative franchise model, they're committed to reconnecting families and building virtual CPA practices nationwide. And to fulfill in that vi vision, Naomi has spent the last 12 years building a proprietary digital ecosystem uh, that we're going to talk more about now. Uh, that offers a variety of solutions that enable CPAs the flexibility needed to have a career and a family at the same time. So with that said, Naomi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Excited and, to be here. You're welcome. You're welcome. And if you could maybe elaborate a little bit on that, tell us a little bit about how CPA Moms became a brand and what led up to that over these years. Perfect. Um, the primary place to start the story, I think, uh, comes back way long before CPA was even, CPA Moms was even conceived, and that started with my mom. And I share this story very briefly just because I think it's really important for every brand to understand um, how important the enterprise promise or the why is for um, why we continue to do what we do and what motivates us to continue through all the challenging times uh, that we face. And um, I will say very simply that the, the motivation for CPA Moms was my mom. Her name is Mineko. She was born in um, Japan uh, when, she, when she was young. Her father died and she was left to quit the school in the eighth grade to take care of her siblings. Um, later when she married my father, she ended up um, 
moving to the States and took care of me. Their, their marriage didn't last, so she took care of me as an infant and um, as, a, as a single mom and as a woman who didn't speak the language, worked for minimum wage in a rope factory, had no friends or family. And I literally went my whole life without, without um, literally needing anything. I never went without. Um, when it was time for me to get new, new shoes for school, she bought me new ones and wore my old ones. And that's the power of mother. And I think there was an opportunity for me to create something that would have a massive impact, positive social impact in the world. It wasn't just another accounting firm that really, that, that created, um, did some social good in the world. And the fact that moms are some of the most underserved, um, undervalued uh, professionals in the marketplace gave me a really, a clear opportunity to take this enormous pool of talent and build this, what is now an entire ecosystem, but started off really just trying to solve a simple problem called, can we create an, a, 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 an enterprise that provides the right infrastructure for that professional working mom to have a career and a family? And then it, it, it evolved from that into this very, very comprehensive franchise system um, today. So that's sort of the story and the history around a brand. And that's where our heart is to really serve and support those professional working moms. I love that story. It's uh, the, the franchises that have a heart story at the center of it just really have an impact on communities and families like no other. So very excited about that. Uh, Miami, could you also tell the listeners that maybe that aren't familiar with CPA moms yet a little bit more about the service that the franchisees will provide for their clients and what kind of uh, services are included in, in the franchise uh, offering. Yeah, absolutely, and thank you for asking. Um, the main service that's delivered by our CPA moms that are franchisees is uh, typically delivered to an everyday ordinary entrepreneur, somebody who um, in, in a variety of industries that are really probably making anywhere from startup to 2 million a year, really looking for someone who's part of their team someone who can help them with basic bookkeeping, accounting, controller, CFO, tax prep, tax planning, bookkeeping, uh, sorry, payroll, all the everyday ordinary things that every entrepreneur needs, but probably isn't getting the level of competency and the level of technical ability, and more importantly, the level of care, the personal attention uh, that an entrepreneur needs. And I've worked with entrepreneurs for two decades, three, almost three decades now. And, and there's one thing I do understand. A lot of accountants live in the domain of what, you know, compliance and what accountants need to do and the boxes they need to check. And they don't live over there with the entrepreneur. And I've been an entrepreneur almost as long as I've been at, at CPA. And, and I would say that I'm more entrepreneurial now than I am um, a professional CPA. And our whole enterprise was designed to serve entrepreneurs where they are and meet them where they are. And, and part of that just really feeds into our caring culture. I know a lot of accountants that talk over entrepreneurs' heads, um, makes them right. feel stupid, you know, all that stuff. And so, so that was, you know, there's the mechanics of what we can do and what we do, which is what a typical CPA will provide, again, in the domain of accounting and tax. But more importantly, it's the fact that there's a lot more personal attention, much more personalized care than you would typically see out there. Right. Well, I love the the story behind the business and also the the mission, which is to to reunite families. Correct. Absolutely. Very That's important. Great. Yeah, we exist for two reasons: to 
build virtual CPA practices nationwide and to reconnect families. And that's why we're here. Perfect. Can have the best of both worlds. Why not? Absolutely. And uh, this week, the theme is technology enabled franchises. And like I said at the beginning, you've done some amazing things with technology, some that I've not seen in the franchise industry before. So uh, right now going through the COVID-19 pandemic, people are learning how to use technology like probably no other time in history. So this is an amazing time for CPA moms to really grow, I would imagine, and also share your technology uh, with with business owners. So tell me more about how COVID-19 has impacted your business and and what kind of technologies are part and parcel with your business model that were there before and and also things you predict will be a part of it in the future. Yeah, another great question. So I would say first and foremost, um, the three business ventures that I have created in addition to CPA Moms over the last 20 years, all of them would have been 100% virtual. And that includes virtual teams that have been global. So my teams are all over the, my entire team is all over the world. There is no physical office that, that, that we work out of. Everyone works from home. And with the mechanics that go behind being 100% virtual, there are a number of tools and technologies that have had to be identified and, and um, brought into the infrastructure. So because for the last 20 years, I've been 100% virtual, my teams have been virtual, when COVID-19 happened, the actual impact to us was virtually non-existent from the technology and infrastructure perspective. Except to say that everyone doing yoga, taking pictures of their dog, (laughs) just everything that people were doing on Zoom that they weren't doing before, um, slow down a lot of the technology and create, um, you know, glitches where that didn't exist. Um, a lot of, uh, tech solutions have had to upgrade for more privacy controls and things of that nature, which do create interruptions in our everyday in terms of, you know, realigning to the new standards that, that are provided by the tools. But at any given point in time, we probably have anywhere from 30 different tools that we have, um, Put together that help us run our virtual business um, and almost all of them are cloud-based solutions and um, a hand only a very small handful of those are completely custom and pri- proprietarily built um, and that I can share that journey if you'd like just is a very interesting story I wasn't trying to build my own custom technology <laughs> I was trying to build a firm <laughs> right. uh, you know something that would serve a service company and I realized that I couldn't do what I really wanted to do without enabling that service business with technology. And that's why we consider ourselves to be a tech-enabled service company or tech-enabled franchise. And I think that's, if there's like, there's something incredibly critical for every service company that exists today. That if you aren't able to say that you're a tech-enabled service company, there's some real concern for what the future looks like, COVID or no COVID. It was already happening. There was already a trajectory in, uh, of what was happening in the future that was moving more and more rapidly towards technology. If you look at and follow artificial intelligence at all, if you are up to speed in any way with where technology is headed, it was already poised to disrupt many of the service industries, the accounting industry being one of them. Uh, there was a, a great study done, done by, the, I think they called the Future of Jobs Report in, in 2018, where they listed 10 
um, job specific or, or industries that were going to be impacted by technology. This is pre-COVID, clearly. Mm-hmm. And um, four out of those 10 are, are in the accounting space. And so, and you know, the reality is technology is coming, it's happening faster. And the, the bell curve on that, we're now on the exponential growth curve there. And what COVID did was it didn't change the trajectory. It was already happening. We were already going in this direction. It just put rocket fuel on it and it just right. sped it all up. So now if you were thinking about it and considering it, now it's not really even an option to be relevant, to be, um, to be someone who can stay the course and, and last the next five, 10, 20 years. If you're not adding tech enabled to the front of your business and then integrating all that infrastructure in to be able to be virtual if you need to, and we have some very serious concerns. And that includes what you would consider to be purely brick and mortar. I don't think any company should be thinking of itself purely as brick and mortar, even if that's the dominant way to deliver the service. There's always a way to, 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 to you know, be in both parallel universes at the same time. And I think now is the time to start thinking innovatively about it. And I'll, and I'll add one other last piece on this, and that is, um, I think one of the things, I'm, I consider myself to be a social innovator. And the innovator part of the conversation is I never take anything at face value. Nothing is ever, this is the way it is because it's been this way for 20 years. I'm always challenging. My mom didn't like it when I was growing up because I, I was the girl who always said, why, why are we doing this? Right. Question. That questioning constantly, never taking it because this is the way it's done that causes me to constantly innovate. And so COVID-19 presented us with a unique opportunity for growth, a unique opportunity to generate more franchise opportunities that may not have been as attractive, you know, a year ago. I think they would have still been attractive, but I just think it created more opportunity, not less, but only because we were infrastructurally already prepared for where, where, what happened with COVID and, and probably for no other, you know, no, that was the primary reason. Yeah, we, we bring up technology with every interview because it's that important, right? The impact of it. And certainly you're right, right? Isn't that what it did? The, the virus like said, well, anyone who's been procrastinating or thinking about it, uh, it's, it's now you have to find a way with certain things. And so that is true. I mean, anyone who's been ahead of the curve here uh, probably feels like, well, at least we did that. At least we had that ready to go. Um, is there a particular part of your technology that you're, you're saying, I'm glad we had that in place? Is there <laughs> something you could point to that kind of because of the virus, it kind of felt like you were just keeping the stride and it didn't really impact you because you had a certain technology in place? Yeah, I would say all of it. I mean, we've been Zoom users long before they were much, I mean, Zoom is our third iteration. I, I was starting with virtual conferencing back when you had to pay a dollar a minute per person there was no video, there was no recording, um, you know, it was all phone. And so we've been at this, like I said, 100% virtual for a really long time. And so we're on iteration number whatever, 10 of uh, video conferencing systems. So everyone's like, oh, Zoom's the next best thing. Now, the mistake I made is I didn't buy Zoom stock when it went public. Yeah, right. I didn't, you're right. We're all but kicking ourselves saying, for that one. Yeah, I mean, all of us. And, you know, the reality is, all of it. The, the key to technology isn't any one piece. There's no one technology that's ever the solution for everything. Right. It's how they all work together. It's a very holistic, integrated approach. And Rob, you're a tech expert. You understand this intimately. There's, there's no one, one shoe fits all. 
And anytime you try to find that, you're going to spin your wheels and be frustrated and angry most of the time. So why 20, 30 platforms? Because they all do their own unique piece and it's how you put them together that really matters. And so I would say what, what I care most about is the, is I would say bar none is our, um, custom technology, but then beyond that is how we can communicate. Because I think that's where things got really, you know, when you got stuck at home and you had a quarantine, you know, the first thing I told anybody in our industry that was brick and mortar, so I said, get yourself set up with the technology, the multiple monitors, set yourself up. We had some people at private servers in their physical office, but nothing at home. Like you've got to get, so you can work anywhere. Um, cause the quarantines are happening and I gave that, I had a, a one-on-one, one of my, um, CPAs is getting one-on-one coaching. And I told her that cause she works out of an office and, and she's like, thank God, thank you for saying that. I appreciate that you gave me that warning, you know, but, um, our custom technology is what I most, uh, love and why I love it is because, well, aside from the 12 year investment that we made <laughs> into what was really just supposed to be automated reporting and to solve a an internal problem. It was never supposed to be a franchise system, Um, but it it evolved into that. And I love it because of the level of customization and integration. And I will tell you anywhere, I will always say anywhere you can get something off the shelf. That is absolutely the first place to go because building something and maintaining a custom suit, you now entered a technology company. You are now in a completely different business. And if you don't have the team and you don't have the funds and you don't have the infrastructure to maintain and update your custom technology, just walk away, avoid it with a 10 foot pole. Just don't do it. Um, I tried, I've invested in multiple, dropped 20 grand on one platform I had for two months and realized it was gonna cost me another $100,000 to customize it to do what I needed. So I just dumped it in two, who throws $20,000 down the toilet in two months? (laughs) Because I, and I was going to pay 20 grand a year just to maintain this platform. That's how valuable it is to have the right technology. And I threw it out because I literally couldn't do what I needed it to do. And just the fact that it's all fully integrated, it's all custom to our franchise was what I just call the holy grail right now. Because without that, I would have to have team to do 80% of its functions. It's just, um, so I, I, if you try to take any of my technology away, there'd be a fight. <laughs> I want it all. <laughs> it's all there for a reason. And it all works together in harmony with everything else. It does. And that's, that is why, you know, I, I know we uh, often talk to our clients about the same idea, the same mindset that you're sharing right now. One that is flexible, one that is always seeking to improve, one that is understanding its pieces. It's a jigsaw puzzle. Finding the right solution is, It'll take a little time, but it's worth the investment because once you get there, then you have something you can build upon and, and scale upon, which is where you're at now with this great company and brand, right? Is you have that ability and all that hard work, right? You could save other people that hard work and, and pain, right? Because it isn't that easy to get to without the time and effort, right? So very good, very good. Rick, any thoughts on that? Yeah, that's one of the benefits of... of- purchasing a franchise is that you get to uh, adopt the system that the franchisor has created and avoid a lot of the expenses and even some of the mistakes that the franchisors made over the years, right? Because uh, you're getting on the fast track with a franchise and in the, all those 12 years of hard work 
uh, were all an investment that makes the franchise system even better for the franchise owners that, that get to buy into the, the brand and adopt those resources right away. 100% agreed. And, and for those that are thinking about getting a franchise, I would say if you want a, a, a multiple or an equation, I would say given my personal experience in founding three companies from scratch, including this one, I would say that for every million dollars that a franchisor spends to build the technology, the infrastructure, the model, everything that we teach, everything that we provide, for every million dollars, it's maybe $1 spent by the franchisee. And, and I'm not making those numbers up like willy-nilly. I'm talking about hard money put out the door by us in, in just the trial and error process and the opportunity cost alone of, well, whoops, I didn't realize we've been you know down the wrong alley that just cost me all this opportunity in business because I wasted a year of my time barking up the wrong tree. So if you put that together, there's no question it's a million to one ratio of what a franchisor invests in versus what a franchisee invests in for the same um, resources and output. Yeah, the, the story I always used to tell was when you have a, uh, if I want to go from Denver to Colorado Springs, I can, I can get a, a ticket on a train or I can build the train, lay the tracks, hire everybody and drive the very expensive train down there myself. But, uh, it. It's much easier for me to buy a ticket. Beautiful. And that's really what the franchisees are doing is they're buying a ticket on your train. Uh, I also liked uh, Miami, when you were talking about the technology enabled, uh, I, I was at a conference a couple of years ago and I was talking to one of the old codgers in the, in the franchise industry. I won't mention his name, but he was in the fast food industry. And we were talking about technology and, and the difference between technology friendly and technology enabled. And uh, we were talking about especially appealing to the millennial generation uh, because we need uh, the younger generation to come in and participate in the franchise industry or we won't have an, a franchise industry. And uh, he was so funny because he says, you know, we're, we're tech friendly because uh, we have Wi-Fi in the lobby. <laughs> and, and I said, yeah, that, that was pretty cutting edge maybe 15 years ago or something, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, so yeah, with the difference between technology enabled and technology, uh, technology friendly, uh, and the way I've always said it is technology friendly, you know, you, you have it um, you know, a mobile app or something like that. Technology enabled to me means that the business is kind of part and parcel with the technology that everything that you do is somehow touched by the technology and it, and it works with my litmus test that we talk about in the Franchise Bible Coach um, strategy, which is the technology has to make the humans more profitable and more efficient. And that's what technology should do for a business. I love that analogy. I'm gonna to have to borrow that one. It's so clear and powerful because, um, and I'll say this is really, really important um, that when you are looking at enabling your business, one fear that exists out there in the marketplace is that you'll get rid of jobs. And a technology done right will 100% replace labor force. And we right. want that. That's good. We should welcome that. But I'm also very much about um, being a job creator. And one of the main values of being a franchisor and a franchisee is that you become a job creator. 
we're just as a franchisor, we're, we're, we create job creators. Right. And so how can you adopt technology and still be looking to be a value add to the job market, especially now? And this is where the, the marriage of that old school thinking, right? Because there are a lot of people who are just not wanting to adopt technology. And I have some of those sort of traditional values still embedded in me. Um, but I have it where it's a high touch, high tech combination. Mm-hmm. It's not one or the other. And I think when you hear the conversation about with that, perhaps more mature person that thought tech friendly meant Wi-Fi. Um, there's probably a philosophy or a belief that has them not adopt technology. And that belief is I don't want to lose connection to my customer. I don't want to replace my employees and their jobs. I want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. And I want to keep maintain some of that really beautiful, traditional American, you know, um, just what we, what we are, our whole country exists for, right? Mm-hmm. The, the American opportunity. And, and, and I want all that, but it's not an either or for me. In the minute, it's got to be all tech and no people. And you're in that phone tree talking to whatever <laughs> computer trying to hit zero to get to a human versus I'm never going to adopt technology beyond Wi-Fi or mobile app. I mean, either one of those um, ends of the paradigm are obsolete. And, and the reality is how do you create high touch and high tech? And the key for us is that, that we embody in our culture. And I think culture is an extremely important part of franchise development. And Rick can speak probably for the next 10 years on this one topic is, you know, we have a culture of care and with that culture of care means that we have a need for high touch. So yes, our technology replaced a lot of things that machines can do. And quite honestly, everything a machine can do, I want a machine to do. I will constantly create efficiencies, create automation. If a machine can do it better, I want the machine to do it. And that, by the way, even includes the actual accounting and tax services themselves. Now you might be thinking I'm absolutely bananas saying that launching an accounting and tax franchise. But if you think about it, there's still a need for an advisor. There's still a need for strategy. There's still a need for analysis. And a human is going to do that better than a machine. But putting data together into a QuickBook file, putting a tax return together, there's already AI that's going to be doing that better than, than humans. So we want to adopt that technology or build it ourselves or partner with companies that are doing it and have our professionals do the high touch strategic advisory thinkings that a human does better. So this is where innovating your business comes in. So don't be afraid of the technology, embrace it and love your people at the same time and find a way where your people can be in service and using their highest and best gifts. This is called this brain. This brain is the most beautiful machine, the most sophisticated machine on the planet. Um, and so anyway, so I, 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 I'm sorry, I just had to pick up on what you said. It was so juicy, I had to keep going. Oh no, that's great. And I'll have, I want Rob to kind of circle in on that too, being the tech guy in the, in the group here, but artificial intelligence is what AI stands for, for listeners that maybe uh, heard that and didn't understand it. But yeah, AI is going to be a big deal in the future. Robotics, there's all kinds of things in that space. And, and something to really think about folks is do, you can either be terrified of technology or you could embrace it and make it part of your 
your uh, business ethos and it can be very uh, impactful for your business one way or the other. And you don't want to get left behind. And uh, they're, you know, they're saying that technology is, uh, is doubling uh, faster than it did even a year and a half, two years ago. And so we're going to see more technology happen in the next few years than we've ever seen in history. And so if you're terrified of technology and you just drop anchor and don't, don't adapt, your business can get left out or left behind. And for franchise systems, especially when you're building a community of franchise owners around the country or around the world, it's paramount that you stay relevant, like, like you said at the beginning. And if you're falling behind a technology, it's going to happen pretty quickly that you're going to get left behind. So uh, like you said, I, I like that high tech, high touch uh, philosophy there that you, you're not taking the human touch out. You're using technology to do some of that repetitive uh, automated thing that, that computers can do so that you can spend more time with your clients one-on-one -on -one making sure, nurturing, taking care of them, correct? Absolutely. So Rob, Rob, what do you think about that with AI and robotics and all the other technologies you see? Yeah, I, I think it's a very interesting um, situation. Uh, there's, there, the, it'll, it'll come at us very quickly. I think the key would be, you know, what we're hearing in this conversation is adaptability, right? It's mm -hmm. asking the questions, what is the best way to do that? You don't take the human or the relationship out of doing business, but with all these technologies, it'll be, you know, what's most relevant to my business model how can I do a better job serving, servicing my customers? You know, we all have value we provide in our businesses to our audiences and how can I do that better and better and better? And that's really what technology should answer, but it'll come at us. The most important thing is, is to try to find the things that matter the most. And I think the great thing about the franchise model is it's not up to the franchisee necessarily, right? That's why they're investing in, an, in a franchise network so they can have uh, all that help and support. I couldn't think of a better time to be in a franchise than the next 10 years because of all these changes and uh, trying to keep up with that and, and not have to think about it. If you're part of a network, then a lot of people are doing that thinking for you and, and you're contributing, but you're, it's not all on your shoulders. So I think that's ideal uh, to be in that sort of a business model in these coming times for sure. And Naomi, can you tell us, maybe give us a real world example. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking that folks that are listening, maybe that don't have a lot of technology experience, maybe can't get their head around what could a technology uh, do for my business. Can you give an example of just one of the technologies that you guys use that, that really have impacted your, your uh, operators? Yes. Um, so we, so in what we call our proprietary digital ecosystem, there are a number of different services that we can offer as um, outsource services or those that are built into the franchise system. So um, one great example I have is uh, actually I got a, an out of, the, out of the blue, I got a call from um, one of our CPAs and she just wanted to thank me. And I thought, well, gosh, what does she want to thank me for? I love getting thank yous. Um, those are the best. And she basically said, you know, at the, it had been about November and we had started talking in January. And in the beginning of that year, 
she, um, this is last year, I believe, she, um, she said, I really, um, I really wanna, she wanted to build her practice a particular way. And so I gave her some coaching and some advice um, around how to set it up and how the plan should work and, and all of that. And then um, we gave her the resources that would help her fulfill on her plan, which I'll be specific about in a moment. But what she said back to me was, um, thank you, because I didn't think that my plan was even reasonable. Um, you know, I put down the numbers that I was going to get make this much money and have this many clients and work this many hours like I suggested, but she didn't actually believe it. And what happened was um, she was able to actually make more. She doubled her income. Um, she exceeded her goals that she didn't even think were reasonable to begin with. And she worked less hours doing it. So she was on track to work 30 hours a week. She has two kids under the age of five and she is building her own practice and building a team. So she was at that critical juncture where she needed to build a team around her because she was working a lot of hours. Um, maybe with, she, I think she had one part-time or full-time person helping her, but she just needed to build more team. So the primary parts of our infrastructure that supported her the most, that tech enabled her growth, where number one, we have a hiring, an entire placement and hiring platform. So this enabled us to take our entire network of what um, will probably never be our future franchisees. You know, not everybody that we're gonna talk to are gonna buy a franchise. They're not right for us and we're not right for them or they're in different stages, and it, but they're still part of our community. And our technology enabled us to gather the right profiles and we have an entire automated system combined with you know custom screening and support and so forth where we're actually able to go into that network and find other professionals looking to work for franchisees so we actually provide this outsourced placement service enabled by our entire um, directory screening training all that is all tech enabled and um, what that did was enabled her to outsource that whole hiring to us and our group. We took everything up to the final three interviews of the top candidates. We ran the ads, we did the strategy, we did all of it, the screening, the everything. And she was able to hire from that outsource solution. And the hiring allowed her to release time and energy um, that she was doing so she could focus on growth. And so that one, that's just one of like five outsource solutions. I mean, we do outsourced marketing and lead gen. We do outsourced hiring and placement. We do outsourced, um, oh, there was one more. Billing and collection. I mean, like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Why? So that they don't need the manpower to do that. They don't need the distraction so that they could focus on growing their, their franchise servicing their client and in our model taking care of their family and so that's the reason for it. and that's literally one tiny example there's so many others that i could point to um where you know just having the technology having the systems and being able to allow our franchisees to leverage all of our platforms and all of our automated processes as well um is one of our great success stories and we have umpteen more that we can share oh i love it and and what would that take if you didn't have all that technology in place <laughs> hours wise, right? <laughs> well, just... there's a reason why um, recruiters charge 30% of first year salary as a standard. Right. Um, and they come equipped with huge databases of people to choose from. 
And so let's see, um, how long would it take to write the right, first figure out that you have the right job ad, which is half the battle right there, get that posted, know where to go, then screen the hundred or so applicants that are gonna dump their resumes on your plate, train them, screen them, make sure they're the right one, know what you're looking for. You're not in the business of hiring. Right. I mean, really at the end of the day, if that's not your core business, find a way to outsource it. Whether you're outsourcing through technology or you're outsourcing through other third-party services, I mean, if that's not your that's not what you're in the business to do, I'd say get out of it. So uh, hundreds of hours. <laughs> it takes us about four to six weeks to do that as an outsource solution. Um, and so you know, the manpower hours alone, never mind the investment in knowing what you're doing, it, it's it's substantial. It's that's substantial. awesome. Great and. Give us a little bit of a, a story of what maybe a customer story interacting with one of your CPA moms and how technology made that whole, ex- that customer experience more streamlined. Oh gosh, I could, this, I could speak for, for 20 years. <laughs> Part so, two. Um, you know, <laughs> most of the entrepreneurs that our CPA moms serve don't need to go through their own learning curve about how to use technology and embrace it anyways. And what I think was um, sort of old school of our industry was that brick and mortar, you showed up with your, you know, your banker's box full of files and your receipts. And, you know, you showed up and dropped it off on the desk of your accountant or your CPA and said, hey, do my taxes. Well, if you can believe it, we don't touch receipts. We don't touch any paper whatsoever. And so, I mean, you know, here you are right now, with this unbelievable, I'm gonna use COVID as like a real-time example today. Um, One of the biggest things that happened um, in our country when COVID happened was the government released about two, two and a half trillion, probably more dollars of COVID relief. Now the distribution of that relief was challenged, but that's another podcast for another day. Um, But what happened was, entrepreneurs that wanted access to that relief capital had to apply for it. And they had to understand the application process and pull together, in essence, documents that you would put in for a loan. Now, we are able to, with brand new um, clients, so we had, we would do, run these Facebook live streams and explain the money and the what to do and how to access it. And so um, one perfect example is we had um, someone on our network is actually a global entrepreneur. She's got uh, training companies all over the world. Um, she wanted to apply for COVID, but didn't really understand how to do it. Has an accountant, has a CPA on her team, and yet came to us, listened to our live stream, um, worked with one of our CPAs, and within uh, about a week um, had gotten approved for the PPP, which was the uh, payroll protection program, approved for that when most people were scrambling, couldn't get their applications in, couldn't get approved. She got them in, she got it done. And that was because all the technology that sat behind the process was so streamlined and so clear, it gave someone who was a complete stranger one day, the ability to deliver everything that needed to be delivered instantly so that the applications could be delivered through the banks through through technology. And all of that was two people who never put work all on video, never were in the same physical space because we're quarantined, right? And none of that would have happened if the 
if the CPA didn't have the right infrastructure to service and deliver that service through technology and the, and the client, the entrepreneur, couldn't deliver what she needed to deliver back to the CPA. And I have for years been saying, entrepreneurs, you've got to go digital, you've got to go digital. And there's resistance and resistance and resistance. And now those who resisted probably missed their window on that valuable free, and it's not free because we pay taxpayer dollars, but that money was for our entrepreneurs. And so many people didn't get it because they didn't have the capacity to do things at speed. Technology accelerates everything. So speed was of the essence. That money was gone in days. Trillions of dollars was gone in days. And the entrepreneurs who needed the most didn't get it because they didn't have the technology. And the accountants that they worked with didn't have the technology. And so it's just a shame. And it's, I never want to see that happen again. And, and, you know, technology can be a tool or it can be a weapon of destruction if you don't know how to use it right. And this was one of the times where it was absolutely a tool. And, and, and I, just wish, I just wish more entrepreneurs had access to it and, and more accountants did to, to be able to get the money distributed faster to the people who needed it the most. Very good. Well, the, uh, I like how you said it could be a weapon or it could be an amazing tool. We're seeing a lot of people struggling through this crisis and a lot of uh, innovation that's coming out of it, which is fabulous. And we're seeing a lot of people doing uh, amazing things to, to fight. And that's why we call it the Fight for Your Franchise Challenge. And we're very excited uh, to have you join our family in, in the effort here. So uh, Rob, before we go, I know we're getting close to the end of the show. Is there any other questions you have? You know, I was just going to ask Naomi if there's a way, I know it's hard, but is there a gold nugget? Is there a final tip that you might want to make sure you emphasize or reinforce? Like we covered all the good ones, but is there one you want to leave the audience with? Um, I'll kind of make it a wrapping of things I've already said, but maybe summarize it. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll wrap it by saying this one thing. This has been a conversation about technology and creating tech-enabled businesses. And I love what technology can do for us as entrepreneurs. However, that being said, people only do business with people. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, if we lose sight of the people aspect of what we do, we've missed the whole point of the power of technology. And, and so I would say that one of the things that I think we've done really well, and I wanna encourage other anybody that has a client that you choose to serve, whether you're a franchisor and you're serving a franchisee, you're a franchisee serving your, your clients, or you're an entrepreneur and you're servicing your end client. It doesn't really much matter who's listening. I think this piece applies to everybody. Um, and that is, I think if we start first with a pure alignment to our own truth and where we can add the most value and stay in our lane and stay true to that, and then find the resources and technology to make accelerate or make more efficient, more productive, what we already do well, that's where technology helps. It's not to like go create the side thing. It's how does technology make what you already do amazingly well, what you're best in the world at? How can you enable that to go farther, faster? How can you serve more people, have a greater impact in the planet because of technology? That's where it's right in the right lane. So first it's discovering what that sort of true north is and then staying true to that. But the second piece of it is, um, it's also getting into the, it's a mindset thing and that, and I, and, I, and I say it this way, 
a lot of people say, wear the shoes of your client, wear the shoes of your customer. Mm. I'm like, well, shoes you can take off. I would say, get in the skin. That's mm. kind of weird. I get it. But like, wear their skin, like get into the become your client understand everything that they struggle with, their pains. And a lot of us as franchisors understand it because we lived it first before we even became a franchisor. But if we can get into the world, like the future with COVID is extremely uncertain for everyone on the planet. That's a global uncertainty. It's, a, it's, it's kind of like a, a true leveling uh, field. Um, and with that uncertainty, one of the places where I feel we can create more certainty is in how we provide and deliver the value that we have, that we're born to deliver on the planet. Everyone I believe was born with our unique gifts and talents to give to the world. And if we can find a way to do that at the maximum value, that's where we last and we live beyond any challenge, pandemic or not. It's where we can adopt and adapt because it doesn't really much matter the vehicle that we chose to get to the destination. It's really just honoring the commitment and the promise that we make to exist as, as entrepreneurs at all. And so here's this perfect and beautiful opportunity for us to stay true to ourselves, honor the gifts and talents that we have by wearing and becoming the client and understanding their unique pains and then adopting solutions that uniquely solve those pains and problems over there with them. If we make technology about us, if we make our solutions about us, you will miss the point. Because no one cares that you have all, no one cares that we custom built this whatever integrated, no one cares. No one cares about that. Right. What they care about is what the technology makes available to them. And if we can live over there with them, you'll always know the right technology and tool to get at the right time because it'll be the one that solves the biggest pain or the biggest problem for your client today. And then you just add and add and add. And that's what I wanna leave. It's like locate yourself with your client, live their skin, not to their shoes, cause you can take those off. You can't take them off. Right now we have to live and breathe our client's concerns. We have to care for them as much as we care for our own family and ourselves and more sometimes. And we have to listen um, so that we can constantly adapt and adopt and have, make sure technology empowers what we're already doing well. And right. if we stay in those lanes, we'll last. Um, absolutely. And that I just wish the best with everything that's going on. I know it's been a challenging time, so. Awesome. Well, that, that makes a lot of sense. One of the things that I encourage my clients to think about is entrepreneurial franchisors is be careful with technology too, right? Because you can go down the road of building out, paying a lot of money and getting lost in, in the project. Um, I had one client, we had to tell him, are you a franchisor or are you a technology company? Because if you look at what you're spending your money and time on, it's more about the technology than it is about the people. And that you never wanna lose sight of your franchisees when you're a franchisor. Uh, regardless of what happens with technology. So keep in mind that technology is there. It's a tool. Uh, use it uh, as such and don't let it get carried away uh, and you'll be on the right track. So folks, uh, you can learn more about CPA Moms by clicking on their logo on the, on the uh, Franchise Bible Coach Wall of Fame. Uh, they're there. And uh, 
you can also contact them directly and learn more about the CPA Moms franchise. Beyond their technology, they have an amazing model and uh, Miami is a, an amazing coach. And that's really something I've always enjoyed about her model is that she really does treat every single franchise owner as a coaching client, right? And really building their business is what it's all about. And that's, uh, that's phenomenal. So folks, this has been the Fight for Your Franchise Challenge week number eight, which is technology-enabled franchises. And uh, we'd like to thank Naomi uh, and uh, just anything else, Rob or, or Miami, that you want to add before we say goodbye? I'll just say one last thing. First of all, thank you so much for the opportunity to contribute. I hope this was a value to everyone. And um, for those listening that may not have access to the link, our direct website is cpa-moms.com, cpa-moms.com. And um, you can certainly reach out to us. If I can be a value or resource, I will do my very best to support and answer. We do have a new um, group uh, just for entrepreneurs that we created on Facebook. So if you connect with us, then we can get you connected to the group. It's a great way to ask questions of not only myself, but our franchise CPAs. If you have any questions, uh, it's completely free. And it's there really to just be an add-on resource to really support and serve the entrepreneur community at large. So I just appreciate the opportunity. Thank everyone for, le- for listening. And, and I hope that something I said is something you can apply today in your life and, and your franchise and, and grow, um, grow your businesses. Yeah. Well, thank you. thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I just want to thank uh, Naomi for being on the show. Awesome. Thanks, Miami, and thanks, Rob, and uh, thank you all for what you do in, in the entrepreneurial world to support businesses, and thank you guys, uh, all of you out there in the world that fight every day to keep your businesses going forward and growing uh, and employing people and, and coming up with innovative ideas to not only survive but to thrive as franchise, uh, franchise organizations, both franchisors and franchisees. And that's why we're here. And uh, the Fight for Your Franchise initiative is just for uh, a way for us to give back to the industry that we love. So hopefully you're getting a lot of good out of it. And I uh, was just talking to a group of franchise owners this morning and uh, was just encouraging to hear how they're working uh, together uh, to get through this time. So. Uh, Go to FranchiseBibleCoach.com and click on the challenge if you'd like to join us, if you haven't already. And just a reminder that the past uh, sessions are on the tab at the top uh, under weekly content if you want to review or if you're just getting involved and you want to get caught up. Uh, So enter your email address and we'll send you your weekly email with all of the resources and we'll keep fighting the good fight. So once again, folks, this is Rick Grossman and Rob Ganley signing off for Franchise Bible Coach Radio with Rick and Rob. Thank you. Bye-bye.